do 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 switch mania playcast welcome to episode 16 of the switch mania playcast schlins edition yeah jp always has to get in his quote <laughs> so it's been a crazy week um things have been <laughs> insanely insane we're we have probably a heavy focus on Switch Collector going forward on the Playcast because there's a lot going on. It's insane. There's some stuff JP doesn't even know. And, and we're counting down to September 10th. Yes, we are. Every, every week I get to learn more. <laughs> oh, it's, it is definitely insane what's going on, which is really cool. A lot of cool stuff's happened in the last week. Um, so first of all, like, there's been a ton of positive mm-hmm. comments about the Switch Collector uh, with our Saturday post. So we posted this on, let's see, pretty much everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, the usual places. Uh, everybody was loving the case. They loved the inner artwork. They loved the, they just, you know what it is? It's just something to just make this even more enjoyable. And, you know, we talk about the manual that's going to be included with the case but just just seeing it just made it look so much cooler, right? And people yeah. don't even know what's going to really be in the case yet. They don't know all the items. So all they got to see, you know, was the cover of the book on the front, the spine, the back, which matches the, the, the book itself, and then the inner artwork, which if you want to just go into a little bit about the artists on that, I mean, I just I absolutely loved it. Like, to me, both of the images could have easily been posters. Well, Maybe they will so be. Who knows? the thing is, like, this... So every week we're posting something new or different about the switch collector so last week was the um the treasure chests this week was the promo case is what it's called Mm -hmm. switch promo case and what you can't see from the pictures is that the insert the paper that i used was white gold metallic paper so it's like super expensive paper um, mm-hmm. But it was like it was like ten bucks for a ream or something. It's no, no issues. But um, but yeah, it's super cool. Um, getting tons and tons of positive feedback about it. Um, just went with you know the generality of what the book looks like, and on the back have the Switch Mania Playcast, of course. Mm-hmm. Super absolutely. Fun. Super fun. Um, so what did some people say about it though? They well the first the first few that I saw was oh my god can I buy this now I want it <laughs> and then uh, let me pull up some of the other comments so they said love that you used the pick with the two girls um, that was on then the another person <laughs> yep and then people said I, I wish I could back this right now I love the artwork I'm so excited for the Kickstarter to begin so you know it's as we get nearer and nearer I'm just so happy that we can do these weekly sharings because you know people not everybody knows about it yet even if they're on the group so sometimes you know they're scrolling through so many posts or they're not checking on a certain day so by doing this on a regular basis and people commenting and sharing especially on twitter with retweets and likes and comments more and more people are getting to know about the book before it goes live and i think what's excellent is that we have switchopedia.com takes you right to the page so you can see all that's going to be included. You're constantly updating it with new images, mm-hmm. new content, new information. I mean, even for me, you'll, you know, you'll message me and just say, hey, I just add all this stuff. Go check it out. See what's new. So even leading up to September 10th, there's going to be so many more additions to that page that's so important that people you know, sign up by clicking the notify so they know when it goes live. 
and just checking back frequently because we're going to continue to build on that page up until the Kickstarter goes live. And uh, definitely when we talk about it at the end, there's a lot of new updates. Like, I mean, we're working on a video. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned a manual. Like, I got a manual that's done mm-hmm. now. It's actually with a printer. Like, there's there's some stuff going on. Like, it's going to be... I'm getting the manual sized because it's going to be a perfect NES-style manual. Just the same size as all the ones that are with the Switch games. And I'm getting everything, like, mm-hmm. formatted perfectly first. So... I mean, we got a lot to talk about, though, later, after we get done talking about the uh, game of the episode. Um, as always, though, um, we always appreciate any five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm going to do my check and actually mm-hmm. see where we're at, because like people sure. have been awesome about writing and, and giving us. We have 12 ratings now. It's awesome. Like We went from 10 to 12 in a week. That's amazing. Thank you, everybody, for the continued yes, thank support. You. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And we even had a contest, right? Yeah, so how is that going? Because I haven't seen any feedback on the, on the contest. Is, so, they did tag, so they did tag me yeah. on Twitter, which is what I asked. I said, take a screenshot of your comment and then just you know tag myself, tag you, and then we'll just we'll kind of compile everyone that entered and we'll pick a winner. So we had two feedbacks. And the winner of PM Studios Cytus Alpha is at Closable8. So that's their Twitter handle. And I'll message them afterwards and I'll share a pic of the game. But they are the proud new owner of the first edition with a soundtrack. So I will reach out to them after the episode to get their information. And they'll have a new game on their way. That's awesome. Yeah, and I know um, today JP reached out and he said, hey, our winner of our first contest finally got back to me. So yeah, like, you have, to, you have to PM us because like, I have the case sitting like waiting to be shipped out, like the, uh, yes. the, the Unikeep case that I have. I'm actually going to do something cool with that one. I have original, um, my every iteration of my business card. So I'm going to put all my old business cards in there too. Oh, wow. So, yeah, because I have, like, I think I'm on my third or fourth iteration of business cards with different images and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to include those in there. So some people, I collect everything I've released, so that'll be a nerd-out type deal for certain people. That's awesome. So the person did get back to me. I have their address, so after this, I will send it to you as well, and we will send out the game and the case. Perfect. So should we dive into the game? Yes, let's do it. It's time to dive into God Eater 3. <laughs> <laughs> the classic God Eater. Um, and I always loved these type of games. Started on the PSP back in the day. Um, I actually never played the second one. But I loved mm-hmm. the first one. And I didn't realize how close they are to Monster Hunter. Um, mm-hmm. But let's go ahead and I'll read the uh, the summary. It's a later sure. wallpaper. So it was developed by Bandai Namco. Um, and published by Bandai Namco Games. Uh, action RPG role-playing game. Uh, up to eight players. <laughs> wow. uh, with the Switch, it has an inherent flaw where you have to have multiple Switches with multiple copies of the game to play multi. <laughs> There's literally four characters on the screen, and you got to play on an individual Switch Going into my personal story, you'll find out why I'm frustrated. Um, So let's read the summary. 
Um, all of a sudden, sure. unknown life forms called Oracle Cells begin their uncontrolled consumption of all life on Earth. Their ravenous appetite to devour and remarkable adaptability earn them first dread, then awe, and finally the name Aragami. In the face of an mm -hmm. enemy completely immune to conventional weapons, urban civilization collapses, and each day humanity is driven further and further toward extinction. One single ray of hope remains for humanity, the following development of God Arcs. Living weapons which incorporate oracle cells, their wielders, the God Eaters, appear. In a world ravaged by mad gods, these God Eaters fight a desperate war. Create your character and fight for survival of humankind in God Eater 3. Select your weapon from a wide range of God Arcs and face brand new Aragamis in dynamic high-speed battles. Explore devastated areas you have never seen in the previous God Eater games. And uh, the meta score is a 74 and the user score is a 7.4. So they're saying it is a nice. solid C game. Uh, we will see what we mm -hmm. think about it here. <laughs> sure. So, how much were you able to play, JP? Oh, not very far. Um, I'm pretty sure... I believe there was a demo. Correct me if I'm wrong. I thought there was a demo on the eShop. I think so. And I, I have a feeling that I played literally the demo length because I played through all the tutorial levels. Mm -hmm. I got to um, the ship with Hilda Henriquez, and I was finally able to customize my character for the very first time. So I was able to upgrade the weapons, the shield, change my outfit, and that's where I stopped. And I'm pretty sure that's nowhere, that's literally like the title screen length of the game. Yeah, and it's the beginning. I mean, I, I, and I played about three hours. So either I was just very slow or there was just, I, there was that many tutorials, but yeah, I, I did not make it very far this week and a mixture of just being busy and the game didn't really hold me in the beginning. So I'll continue after, I guess you can let us know where you got to. Sure. So um, I played a lot more. Um, I think I got the <laughs> tutorial on Saturday, maybe, maybe Sunday after playing. I was mm -hmm. probably about two or three hours in by the time I got past that point, too. Um, mm -hmm. However, uh, I got to a point and it was I think it was Monday. I was playing it and I put it on my TV screen. And my daughter looks and goes, can I play? And I was like, sure. So I handed her the controller, and I went to a level in the first tier. I, I picked the one at the bottom. I thought that was the earliest one, so that way she could start in the first tutorial, right? Mm -hmm. It was the boss fight. Um, <laughs> and then she immediately beat it and, and beat my record. <laughs> and she went, wow. oh. So she is now <laughs> obsessed with God Eater 3 over the last three days. Um, mm -hmm. yesterday she ended up, cause it was her last day before she started school. She came to, mm -hmm. she wanted to hang out in my office and usually she just plays Minecraft on the switch. Uh, she actually started playing the story mode and got to the point where there's like a little, um, the cargo that's on your ship ends up being a little girl mm -hmm. and she has like superpowers that all the giant ash origamis, which are the super powerful ones are actually coming after you and they're coming mm -hmm. after that little bean it's probably like the god or something who knows i haven't beaten it yet um mm -hmm. but anyways she like got all the way to that so when i started it up today which was the first time i was able to play again it went right to that and i'm like what the heck is going on <laughs> she already knew all the story about the character because i i initially was playing in japanese um i started putting it in english and the english acting's amazing um hmm. 
I played. I, yeah, I kept it in Japanese. Yeah, I did too because I was always like, "Oh, anime, I got to keep it in Japanese." And no, yep. it was it was great. And then so then we got to the first Ash Arigami fight, which I think mm-hmm. was the end of the second chapter because each each level's built in chapters. And Logan mm-hmm. was playing and she beat it, like she got knocked out like four times maybe. Which mm-hmm. before that we hadn't got knocked down at all, but she got knocked out like four times. But she still got a B grade, <laughs> and she beat it. And that's where I ended, like, here, like, an hour and a half ago or so. Um, mm-hmm. And I think she's still playing it right now. Or she, Actually, I think it's her bedtime now, but she has school. <laughs> but she was still playing it when I left uh, to go. I had to go into work real quick before we recorded tonight. She was still playing. So I have a feeling that this game is going to be played a while. But she got to that point. Um, I noticed when I picked it up today, there was, like, no money. And I'm like, man, she played a lot. Why do I not have any money? She bought all of the costumes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so she put all the costumes, had every costume unlocked. Um, already changed the hairstyle and everything. That's what she's all about. It was hilarious though, and she's like figuring out things. She's like, "Oh my god, did you know that you could do this?" And she's like dashing around and flying around. And I mean, the AI in this game is really good though. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, I made sure when I was playing it, but this was before like London got into it. The AI is really good. And if you soup them up, because you get like these, because as you play, it's probably right within another couple missions of where you're at. If you, um, mm-hmm. it'll unlock the ability to like soup up your 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 bonds with your with your buddies, and you can give them abilities and level them up too. So you can give them more health mm-hmm. or more stamina, and you get to choose four different ones. And as you play with the characters, and you're going to have more than just three, so you have to choose who you want to play with, um, you build the bond and you can level them up more. So it makes them stronger while you get stronger. And so this game is, and I've never really, I have them, but I've never really played the Monster Hunter games, but it's been compared to the Monster Hunter games in terms of customability and customization options. Uh, there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a ton. I've chose, I literally chose one sword i don't know what what weapon did you choose oh so i picked the yeah it's the ones that can split in two and then form into like a staff like a sword staff and then turn into a gun yeah and then i I had just customized so i just oh yeah so that was let me rephrase that was the first weapon i think that was the default weapon so when i finally was able to customize i picked the hammer or it looked like a hammer and but i never even got to go into a mission with my upgraded skills yet. So I immediately went to the little customization thing. Because, like, when you were in jail, which was the very first chapter, you could go right to the left of the board and you could go customize your stuff. And I switched to a giant sword immediately. And I've been oh, you, using You could sword. do in the prison? Yeah. Oh. Uh, you know, it, they kept saying at the end of the missions, like, oh, you have this to upgrade. Mm-hmm. And every time I went to the, the computer panel, it would just take me to the next mission. Yeah, was there I, another I would, computer? So there was the computer panel, and then to the left there was like this little weird-looking uh, and those are all over the ship, by the way. I thought it was always in the ma- the female or male quarters, but no, it's uh-huh. like right next, right across from where Amy, because Amy you go to now. Like there's a mm-hmm. pink hair Amy that you go to, to to do missions, and right across from that there's another. There's level up kiosks everywhere, so you just go uh, there, okay. and there's like tons of options. And that was available in the, in the prison. So I changed to the giant sword. It reminded me of Nightmare from Soul Calibur. Oh, mm-hmm. That's the sword I have. And then I upgraded it now, and it's, like, green and gigantic. 
that's super cool. See, I mean, maybe I would have enjoyed it a little bit more if I could have, if I had known to upgrade early in the yeah. prison levels. Because I felt like I was like, okay, this is pretty standard. I, I'm sure it's going to open up at some point. Yeah, no. But it was just more just very formulaic for me. Oh, I would have been bored as hell. Yeah, I completely understand why now you're because like yeah, it would using those default ones because I think yeah, you do have like two little almost like um, God of War style chains. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw those and I was like, eh, no, I changed immediately because I mean I think all the all of the different weapons are available right from the beginning. So even before I did a mission, I swapped out to mm -hmm. the sword, and I was like, oh, okay. if I didn't like it, I would have switched over. But I, I've enjoyed it. And, mm -hmm. and I figure the more you pour into one weapon, the better it levels up, too. So, mm -hmm. I mean, this is a game, though, that, like, once you beat a level, if you go back, you're more powerful and you can get through it faster. And it's why London beat my mm -hmm. record immediately, but it was, like, a perfect hook for her to make it fun. And so, like, but the more you play, the more you level up. Like, even if you don't beat a level, you run out of time or something like it, you'll definitely um, still get powered up. Um, mm -hmm. So so as you play, too, there's rank-up levels. So there's, like, multiple sections. There's, like, mission levels. There's extra missions, which those aren't even unlocked. There's a question mark, which I still haven't even unlocked. And then there's rank levels or something. And there's, like, normal ranks, and there's expert ranks. And I think only where I'm at, only the two ranks are unlocked. And I was able to beat both on normal and expert. Experts by yourself with no companions. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's, um, I don't know exactly what that does except for give you a title. Maybe it makes you a little more powerful, but, mm -hmm. um, I assume when you get to the next chapters, you can unlock more. And according to everything I read, if you try to breeze through, it's a 20 hour game. Did not realize that by the way. Um, not a great play yeah. cast yeah. choice because we only have a week <laughs> and we have families and jobs, but, um, <laughs> but I mean, I think this is going to be a game that my daughter's going to put in rotation with Minecraft. So, I mean, I'm going to have to probably fight her to, to actually play. And she literally said, because she knows, because we were going to play, we were going to play multiplayer. And she's like, mm -hmm. and we looked and I, I was like, man, it says multiplayer right there. And I look and it says you have to have multiple switches and multiple copies of the game. And I'm like, man, that's disappointing because like literally if I want to play with my daughter right now, I got, I'm going to wait till the Switch Lite comes out next month. Um, mm -hmm. and then we got another copy of God Eater 3, and I'm like, oh, it's, uh, this was, I, we made this. you not have local co-op? It's weird. Yeah. And like, might, you have Diablo, right? You could, you could do it Diablo, yeah. I believe. Like, how could you not do it? I can understand, like, no, because even, like, in those other games, I mean, you can, there's so much of the board you can go on, but even in this, I can't even imagine that they couldn't have made it work. With one. I mean, the only thing I could think of is that maybe when programming the game, if they did split-screen co-op, it would overload. Like, it's not mm -hmm. optimized for that for the Switch. I'm not sure if the other versions offer that, but the Switch definitely does not. And mm -hmm. it's just, it's unfortunate because that would have literally, that would be a draw for me. And now I'm going to have to figure out how to get another copy of the game um, once the Switch Lite comes in. That's crazy. But, I mean, if my daughter wants to play it, I have no problem because it's amazing to play. And we've been mm -hmm. swapping. We've been switching off. And it was funny because I got through the whole story. And then she's like, can I play now? I'm like, I haven't played a level. <laughs> I didn't get to play a mission yet. <laughs> so I played a mission that she played through and beat the Ash Origami that was, like, destroying everything. It was crazy. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't realize, like, because I haven't played a ton of Monster or Monster Hunter, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize that, like, you know, you have to, if you hold down the X button, your, your origami, like, your, um, your God Eater sword Charges. will charge. Yep. If you do that at a downed enemy, it actually collects an item from them. Oh, that I did not know. And I had added an ability to my sword that's like called collector or something. And I it's either the sword or the shield. But I added so it was to the shield. You added something and it gives you like three items per downed enemy mm-hmm. instead of one. Now I'm not sure, like I haven't gotten deep into the crafting of it. Mm-hmm. But I have a ton of items, I know that. <laughs> so Jeez. Yeah, the, I, the game is super complex and deep. Um, let me see. Let me see if I wrote any other notes. Um, the anime intro in the beginning was awesome, mm-hmm. and I did watch an episode of the God Eater anime. It was really cool. I need to watch more. <laughs> I definitely watched an episode, so I would recommend the God Eater anime. It was it, it you know covers a whole different group of people but it's still super cool okay so it wasn't so this game is separate from the anime then in terms of the characters um i'm pretty sure unless it just happened to be that i didn't realize that they're the same okay because i mean you care you create your custom character and they're going with you and they're, you're part of the story um, mm-hmm. of course mine ended up being a girl because i let london do it all and this was before mm-hmm. she even played it like it's, she created a character um but there's lots of upgrades and weapons to choose from, customizing the melee guns and shields. Um, I did like the English language more. Uh, mm-hmm. Combat is really easy, perfect for pick up and play. Um, there's some repetition. Uh, it's, this game is actually perfect for the Switch and handheld mode for all the short stints that you can play in because the missions are fast. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, you get 40 minutes to play these, and I'm done in, like, two three most of the time yeah. like yeah I, I felt like I, I did go back once because in the prison remember the your one friend is sick so they were like oh maybe you could find the medical pack yeah the medical kit in the field so i did that mission thinking like oh i'm gonna find it and i ran through the entire stage i picked up all the items i never found it nope. and i was like was i even able to and i'm like no but it was like but i purposely didn't fight the enemies but even though i was running away the the AI, the NPC characters, or not NPC, the, well, your teammates took out the enemy so quickly, even while I was running around trying to just collect weapons, that I had to go like super fast before the timer started and it would yep. send you back to the prison. So even by doing nothing, it wasn't that difficult. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's really good for beginners. I mean, mm-hmm. that's definitely a thing. Um, the boss fights, though, are ex- pretty difficult. Like, there's a mm. art to not getting hit and being able to follow the tells of the the big enemies. Mm-hmm. So like they do a charge up and like your your handler, which is basically Amy at the near near the end, she talks and she's like, He's charging up, then you just gotta get mm-hmm. that out of the way. Um and it seems like your the AI, which is your like your helpers for your AI is really smart. Mm-hmm. Um which I mean, it's great. It's just it's just engaging and involved. Um, we'll see if the later on if it gets like impossible or something. But mm-hmm. if you keep leveling up, though, you should potentially like the the difficulty should ramp as your characters ramp. So it should be pretty even keel the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And it, 
I, I definitely didn't give this game a fair enough chance because I just got, like I said, I just got to the part where it really opens up in terms of the customization. And I, I love that you could customize your character, right? So you can make an anime character that looks similar-ish to you. And I really, that, I thought that was cool seeing myself in the game. <laughs> but yeah, I felt like I was just doing the basic right now and I really needed to spend more time. But this game, like I think is intimidating to me just because of, there's so many options available to you, and I feel like after every mission, I'd want to go in and tweak things and, and change it up a little bit, and it's just like, I don't have time for that. I need a quick game that I can kind of go through, and this game, I think, just requires a lot of dedication to it to really enjoy it. I think this is a perfect, like, this is your game type game. You know what I mean? Like, if God Eater 3 mm-hmm. is your game, this is, like, amazing. Um, if you're like us and have a million games, it makes it really tough to sink your teeth into it to the point where you're going to get the most out of it. Um, I had a great time with it, though, this week. When I played it, it was fun. Um, I know it's going to keep in my system because now my daughter's loving it. It was, mm-hmm. it was easy enough to get her into it, which is perfect. Because now it's going to allow her to develop her hand-eye coordination or skills when it comes to action games, and that'll bleed into when we're doing survival in Minecraft and then open up other Mm -hmm. games. So I think it's a a great entry-level game for sure. And so much customization, like too much customization. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I find with these now, I typically go with my, um, what I like. So I go with, like, major, Mm -hmm. like, melee attack powerful character just to try Mm -hmm. to plow through stuff and this game actually works well with that style nice (laughs) yep um do we have any listener thoughts or comments for this yes let me open that up so as always we do a poll we asked everyone if they played god either three and if they did what they thought so we had this is this may have been one of our highest turnouts i have to double check but we had 294 votes. Whoa. That's awesome. But the, but the results were shocking. So we had 2% of people said that they would play it this week. We had 8% of people said that they owned it and they haven't played it. We have 12% of people who've played it. And 78% of people said they have not played it yet. Hmm. I almost think that's because the entry to play is $60. Like, it's a full-priced yeah. game, and I mean, I think a lot of listeners, if they're thrifty like I am, uh, they're going to wait till it comes down in price, because inevitably, it's going to be at least $55 at GameStop, and then if you wait longer, there'll be sales and all that, and mm-hmm. so, like, for those listeners, like, definitely get this when it's affordable, um, but that's probably why, and then, of course, if you want to play co-op, that's two games, two switches, right. like, like, that entry is a barrier. For sure. Mm-hmm. That's true. So let's see what people said. So, at Akio Kahoshi said, Heart God Eater 3, once I finish my first Fire Emblem Three Houses playthrough, I'm going to go back and finish it. Definitely my top five so far this year. Wow. At The Real Jazz said, I'm playing it right meow. <laughs> meow. <laughs> at Z Cummings said, Fantastic game. I loved what I played. Plays like a more streamlined and fast-paced Monster Hunter, but in the God Eater verse. So, so they're uh, saying it's streamlined. Then Monster Hunter might be a huge sludge to get through. Like, you know what I mean? 
Like I've not I, gotten into a Monster Hunter, but not having time to do God Eater, maybe we should never try Monster Hunter right now. <laughs> maybe we will in the future, people, but maybe not right now. Probably not right now. A lot of so, <laughs> so let's see. At N Switch Herald said, "Oh yeah, smiley face. I play with it now. I'm just checking the news on Twitter." Nice. Okay. I guess he was playing it as he was typing. That's cool. At Lord Lamb 2 said, still need to try the demo to see if I want it. Looks promising, though. Mm-hmm. At There's the Point, playing it right now, but stuck on the vehicle and trying to get the story going, but can't seem to get past this. The vehicle. What vehicle? Yeah. I mean, maybe they maybe they finally got to where you're at, where they're at the ship. And so, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the key is to progress the story. You talk to everybody with bubbles on their head. Everybody yes. that has a bubble, if, and if you still can't progress it, go in at every door. Somebody's in there with the bubble. You talk to them, and then you continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, at Vianica E. Martinez said, have played it, but not on the Switch. We'll get it for the Switch if my friend ever decides to grab a copy of it. It's a fun game. I personally enjoyed it more than Monster Hunter, though I might be in the minority, but to each their own. Oh, I'm, maybe you're in the majority. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> at Sonic Pulser said, bought it physically and loved the Switch version. At Azard Man One said, personally, not my sort of the game, hence not played it. No doubt, it's a great game. At the Switch Pirate, definitely worth the play. One of my favorite. At Jampa underscore ninety four, currently playing through it, loving it. A more fast paced Monster Hunter game than Monster Hunter with nice customizable weapons and combos. Plus, having anime graphics is always better. Uh-huh. At Akila Tenchi, I played the demo, wasn't a fan. At Death Knight Leo, been playing on the Switch, beat the main story, now playing after story missions. At Derwin Ashley, played the game and really enjoyed it. Basically a fast-paced monster hunter. It's also cool to go online and see how everyone customized their characters and weapons. And at Zyber Blood, it made me think of a mixture of mid-to-late 90s RPGs, but was worth a single playthrough. So apparently, all 12% of the people who played this game commented no i'm just kidding but i'm glad i'm glad that i'm glad that the majority of people who commented played the game because you know for people who are listening and learning about this game for the first time or have been debating playing it it's nice to know that it is highly enjoyable it does tend to go fast um and if you're a fan of the monster hunter series it sounds like you'd really enjoy enjoy this game with all the options that it has but for me like I would really need to like play, I would say at least three or four more hours to get into the real story of the game. Yeah. Just because I felt I only played, you know, I only played the basic, just quick missions to teach you how to do everything. And and to me, I thought it was just so so much to take in. You know, you you press this button to change your weapon. You press these two buttons to link up to your teammate. You press this button. You hold this button. It's just like there's too much to try and remember when I'm fighting. And I'm more of just a hack and slash kind of guy so i wasn't even blocking most of the time i still I would don't just... block i don't know how to <laughs> I've been fig- yeah. <laughs> i forgot and i never could figure it out again by yeah buttons. like it's i hilarious. couldn't remember how I to just pull run up. away <laughs> yep i couldn't uh figure i couldn't remember how to pull up the sword i saw my teammates jumping and then like flying through the air you know going long distance couldn't even remember the button combination for that so it was just a lot oh, yeah. to that's like hitting an r button in the air plus a jump it's like that's a, it's a little convoluted i will, yep. I will agree uh, most of the stuff i had by just chance and luck and mm-hmm. yeah it's it's easy enough to where i was just hacking slashing honestly but yeah <laughs> yeah the, you're right though it's super complex when it comes to like all the different nuances 
But like, I can only imagine once you master all of those controls, it's got to be super satisfying. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and like I said, I thought it was. I re- I spent a lot of time actually like customizing my character. I think that's where. I think that's why when you said you played three hours and you're already past where I was, I think that's why I didn't make it so far because. I didn't even know you could customize your character until I started the game. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. Make his anime hair. I could actually put glasses on him. Like, I felt like, wow, this is, I like, I like these features. I like games that give you that, but I don't like lots of choices and they give you a lot of choices. So, you know, you're wanting to make the character the best version, at least for me, like of me. And that alone was just like, oh my gosh, like that's going to take a little bit of time. You know, I will have to say though, like, I guess maybe it's just me growing up on the wrestling games. There's Mm -hmm. nowhere, it's nowhere near like a WWF game or WWE game. Like there's Mm -hmm. WWE, you could change like individual, like every, every single bit and every single wrestling move and everything like this is, you know, some tops and bottoms and some hair. So it was a lot more palatable for me, but it's probably because I'm used to the craziness. Mm-hmm. So to me, I was like, "Oh, this is this is nice to be able to have just some options." And I literally let my daughter do it, so that way, it took me it took me out of the the loop, which helps. What did What did you name your character? Um, I think her name is Kayla. Is what London wanted to call her, and then her nickname was six six nine nine zero zero. That was her call number, <laughs> like because you know there was some random number that was in there. That's what she uh-huh. wanted. I was like, okay. Nice. Literally, literally, she was making it her, but she doesn't like calling everything London, so she calls it. She'd say Michaela, but Kayla. It's like, right. Okay. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see when you get further in the story, or if you ever do. Um, the character calls, calling my Mike the the little girl that you get. She's calling her mommy. It'll be interesting if they call her daddy. If it's, it'd <laughs> 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 be so weird. It's so interesting. But yeah, um, so what is your recommendation then? Because it seems like you're kind of a little iffy on it. Yes. So I will say, I don't know overall if it's my kind of game. I've just never been a fan. I, I know it's bad to say, but I've just never been a fan of just like too many options in the game. Like I like, you know, adding weapons and upgrading and stuff, but I, I'm not a fan of constantly doing it. Right. So I'll jump to like Tales of Vesperia. I'll use the same weapon for a while. And then, you know, you'll get to the next town and then you'll upgrade everybody at once. And here it feels like after every mission, I would be collecting, you know, new, um, not tools, but like uh, crafts, pieces, pieces, uh, pieces. And I would want to go in and start customizing everything every time. And there's only one other game I've ever played that has done that to me. And that's um, Kingdom Hearts, the three, five, seven over two or something like that for the DS. Because they used to, not to not to go on a tangent, but they used a grid base. So after you finished a uh, mission, you'd go into your grid and you'd rearrange everything. So you'd actually put like a level block to level up or you'd combine things to, for a multiplier. But you would do that after every single mission. And to me, it took away from the game. And here I feel like my style of playing would be to just keep going until I just, you know, die repeatedly. And then I'd probably upgrade. And I know that's not the, probably the ideal choice for the player so Actually, I what think i would you probably could do that though like i definitely was going through like to the point where i was going through two three four missions yeah yeah i mean that's true i mean like i said i haven't gone through i mean i made it through all the tutorials without ever changing anything because i didn't yeah. even know i could but i would say you know people said that you, you know you read that it's about a 20 hour main story and then there's a lot of post 
uh, main story content. Like another 20 For me, hours. I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry? Like another 20 hours. Or another 20, yeah. I would, I would recommend people to try this game. I do think it's fun. If you like anime, I mean, I definitely, I don't think you can go wrong with it. It's a lot of fun. I actually really like the characters. I like the story. I wanted to learn more about the, the world itself because, you know, I just don't understand why everyone seems content to be prisoners and then fight for the people. Because everybody's so I, You didn't even know yeah. the story until I read it today. Like, exactly. It, it really so like, doesn't I, talk about that in the game. Like, you just watch the anime and you just jump in. Yeah, like, I don't understand how these people are content with being in prison, handcuffed, where they can't even move their hands, and then they go on missions. And it's just like, all right, that's interesting. Like, I was hoping that you're going to say that in the game they'll explain it more, but it sounds like they the anime is... They may, yeah, they may. But it sounds like the anime would be a good companion piece if you want to experience the full story. So going back to my recommendation, I would say, yes, you should try it. The $60 is definitely hefty, but it does sound like if this is going to be your main game, you're going to get your money's worth. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, the missions are quick, right? I played them on my lunch. I could I could go through a few missions you know, within an hour with no problem, and they save right after it. So it's not that you know you're worried about getting too far without with with the possibility of losing your progress so i would say yes you should definitely try it 60 dollars is a lot but if you like monster hunter yeah if you like if you like monster hunter if you like in-depth games that's going to give you a a lot for your money i don't think you're going to go wrong with this me personally i'm probably not going to go back to it anytime soon just because it's too much of a time commitment that i just can't give to it yeah i mean i completely get that too and i mean for my recommendation, I would say, like, if, I mean, if we're giving this, like, a grade or something, because we've done, mm-hmm. like, numbers before, um, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody has it at about a C, like, 74, 75%. I mean, I would give it a, a, a minus, honestly. Like, this is an awesome mm-hmm. game. Um, however, $60 is way too much. Like, ex- yes. absolutely too much money um, for somebody who has more than just one game. Yeah. If you have a giant collection like we do, um, JP way more than mine. Um, <laughs> but if you have a giant collection where you want to play as many games as possible and not have a ton of backlog, like this is this game right here is going to take up some time and it's fun, so you're going to want to play it more, which is a good problem to have. Um, that's mm-hmm. why it's like an A minus game for me. It's a great game. I love it. I the barrier to entry is really low. Um, mm-hmm. Really fun to play. There are way too many options. I will give you that. Like, if it was honestly, if it was streamlined, it would probably mm-hmm. be an A plus game. Mm-hmm. Like, like honestly, because like I get what you're saying. Where after each mission, it's like, oh, do I want to go in and tweak every little bit? And I honestly, mm-hmm. every time I would go in to upgrade, and you're you would find this as you played another hour. Is like, mm-hmm. man, I don't know, remember where this one upgrade was because there's so many different options to upgrade things and abilities mm-hmm. and things and more unlock as you continue to do more missions you ha- there's you still have another six abilities to unlock different things <laughs> like links and all this other stuff and craziness and oh yeah, yeah that's just too much for me it goes deep um but, and, and the thing that's odd is that it's namco bandai and they did tales of vesperia the definitive edition yeah and that was 50 when it came out and there was so much content in that all the dlc and free DLC that you could download, and it was 50 bucks. And that was like, I mean, that to me was a $60 game. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand where, you know, I don't understand sometimes the logic of like how they're pricing the games. Maybe just God Eater 3 is 
more popular. I don't know. Maybe well, they no, thought they were Vesperia putting more in. Vesperia was a remake, an HD remake, whereas this is a new iteration, a new outing. So mm, there wasn't a God Eater three before. Okay, God Eater two. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and that was oh, God Eater. Well, there three. you go. So I mean, that's I think that's the only justification I could give that. But mm-hmm. um, you know, prices are prices. It's gonna yep. come down, um, and I think it'll be definitely a excellent game that'll hold up in the top, you know, top fifty of the switch yeah. for everybody it's not i don't think it'll be a lot of people's top 10 unless this is your style this is your style this could be this could easily be a top five game oh yeah game. um like i said though i'll give it a, a solid like 90 um mm-hmm. in here uh the buried entry is low i'm probably going to be playing it more with my daughter now that she's into it however mm-hmm. comma if she wasn't into it i mean I got to move on with the playcast and continue on to the next game. So, yeah. I mean, I would, unfortunately, it would be in the, I want to play it later pile with mm-hmm. a million other games that are in that pile and it would never get seen again. So it's actually awesome because I do want to know more about the story. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm, fortunately I'm going to be able to live vicariously through my daughter when she lets me see, because she'll be <laughs> playing like when I'm not home. And then all of a sudden, the whole game will be through and i'll get to hear her version of it which is actually better sometimes than the story itself because she she told me about the little the little girl with the white hair and you see her in the intro of the anime that's who you, you find and it is way different watching it unfold it's more interesting seeing it from the seven-year-old's perspective that's great that she that she took to the game and it's something that you know you can enjoy once you buy a copy <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, the, the reason why I wanted to make this the game, too, is because I actually paid full retail for it, so I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to at least justify it, otherwise my wife will give me crap. So, right. it was a good choice, um, just a really long game. Yeah. Yeah, and no, here's you. the thing, am I complaining that there's too much content? Nope, that's why it's still an A game for me. Um, however, <laughs> it like in our situation you know it's just there's not enough time unfortunately to dedicate to 100 percent this sucker i would yeah. love, to. love to yeah i think that would have been uh, yeah i i wish we had the time like, you know if this was like a month-long game i'm sure i would probably be very engrossed with it and just want to learn more about it but and probably know the button configuration a lot better mm-hmm. but we just don't have that time so we can only play as as much as possible and I will have to say the packaging, I think it was no manual, and definitely no manual, but it was, like, white on the inside, too, right? Mm-hmm. No, it was, like, so $60 bare-bones release, like, screaming for some awesomeness, because there's so much cool art within this game and promo art. Like, they could have easily had some awesome insert printing. So, again, mm-hmm. another full retail, AAA, third-party, lackluster physical release. That is a pain. Um, Speaking of the opposite of lackluster releases, what are we playing next week, JP? Oh, boy, I was supposed to decide. Yes, so we talked briefly about this, and um, I'm going to – I'll give you the choices, but it's going to be from the same genre. So we agreed that with the Switch Collector book coming up, we want to be able to really enjoy a game and a little bit faster than we did with God Either 3. So I thought one genre that we have not touched yet was the shoot 'em up genre the schmuck and i thought what better company that's given us actually a good number of them uh when all we had was seen mora x previously from thq nordic 
is East Asia Soft and Play Asia. So I want to give you three choices, and coincidentally, it's their first three releases for the Switch. Mm-hmm. But you have Dimension Drive, you have RXN Ryzen, and you have Shikondo, which are all schmups. So, Jeffrey, all of, you, you get all of them are awesome. Um, I definitely say we just go in order and we'll start with the first their first release. Okay. So what's cool about uh, Dimension Drive? It's by two awesome studios. Uh, great company, I believe. I interviewed them actually for which, uh, which which studios were they? You said there were two awesome ones. <laughs> <laughs> tumbleweed, tumbleweed, tumbleweed. Cricket, cricket, no. cricket. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, Dimension Drive would be a great choice at their first foray onto the Nintendo Switch back in the day, uh, all Absolutely. of that almost a year ago. So I think uh, that would be a good one. And you know, like I said, it's one that we haven't touched that genre yet. So it would be interesting to see what we think about it and hopefully uh a lot of people have played it as well i hope so (laughs) so that's it for this uh the game portion um Mm -hmm. let's jump over to pickups um and light for me i've gotten two games in i got four nice my two are are old school um okay (laughs) so basically while i was printing my um my promo case that we talked about earlier in the episode, I mm-hmm. decided that I was going to go stop over at GameStop while I was waiting for the guy to print stuff. He was printing my covers. Um, mm-hmm. And I picked up Enter the Gungeon, the same one that you got nice. a couple weeks ago with all the goodies. Yes. Yep, um, yep, yep. Which, that's super cool. So I got that. Um, and then I also finally picked up Mutant Football League. Oh, nice. Which is You awesome. finally got it. Because you know, good old nah. buddy of buddy of the playcast, Tim Kitzrow, um, uh-huh. he did the announcing for it. So you know, went from having a, a beer with the guy a couple weeks ago to finally getting the game. Because if I would have had it, I could have got him to sign it. And I didn't realize mm-hmm. he wouldn't have copies for sale because last time he had games at Midwest Gaming Classic. But he wouldn't sell me. He had only that one copy, and I was like, "Oh, can I buy it and have you sign?" He's like, uh, "It's the only one we brought." And I'm like, ah, "Come on." Yeah. So he still didn't have any. I'm like, "Dude, I would have bought one." And mm-hmm. been awesome. Um, but yeah, so uh, finally got a copy of that too. So those are the only two games that I got, and obviously, Mutant Football League's been out for a while. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got that, and then I took the case in to test the size of the switch collector printing and ironically um the guy messed up all the cutting so he had to redo it and when he was redoing it the next day he's like oh so sir um i this is the last time i'm able to do this because uh this is all licensed stuff and i go yeah i'm the publisher (laughs) like i i commissioned the artwork (laughs) and he's like oh you did i'm like i told you this guy like the guy was completely i told you this I i was like i told you that i'm the 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 publisher and it's literally art that i commissioned <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's like hilarious though the guy was like excuse me sir <laughs> dude okay um but he's like well the character mario i'm like yeah you ever hear of garbage pail kids cars <laughs> like literally another artist did it and put it on a promo for the upcoming kickstarter it's funny though. Oh, my. love people some some people's kids i'll tell you that mm-hmm but yeah, it was it was really interesting. But yeah, so that's why I got the game. And I was like, well, this is the one used game. It was a good price. It was like under twenty for sure. And mm-hmm. Definitely worth picking up. So what did you get in, JP? 
So we'll go alphabetically. I got three U.S. releases and I got one U.K. release. So I'll start with the U.K. one. It is from Just for Games. It's Instant Sports. So it looks like a whole bunch of cute me-ish kind of characters. And there's three sport games on here. So you get Tennis, Goalkeeper, which my guess is... I know, actually Goalkeeper. No, it's Goalkeeper. I'm seeing him jump in front of the net. So I guess you play Goalkeeper. Uh, Bowling baseball, rafting, and hurdle race. 20 characters to customize your name, outfit, accessories, hair, varied game modes, single player or multiplayer with up to 8 players, and more than 15 playable environments and tons of items to unlock. So you're not going to like so, that. It's too much customizing, JP. Yeah. <laughs> but it does say here, it says you can't play handheld, though, on the back. I didn't realize that. And the handheld is uh, grayed out. So you have TV 1 through 8 and... Uh, uh, well, handheld with the Joy-Cons detached, one through eight. So Weird. that's interesting. That's really interesting. I don't Everybody know why. Everybody huddle around this little screen. We're playing some <laughs> damn goalkeeper. <laughs> Seriously. All right. That's very odd. But anyway, this is available on Shop for Megastore. It's uh, 365 games, Amazon UK. So check it out if you want to. Um, and then let's move into the three U.S. releases I got. So the first was from Limited Run Games. Aegis Defenders came in. So it's um, by Guts Department and Humble Bundle. You explore, build, defend. It's an action platformer. Craft powerful weapons and turrets to fight off hordes of enemies in unique tower defense-inspired combat. Drop in co-op. So switch between single player and couch co-op at any time with dynamic split screen. And a classic adventure. Discover the ancient world of Elam and solve a mystery that once brought the world to its knees. So it looks cool. <laughs> Again, though, like definitely like not my genre, which is why I didn't pre-order. Yeah, tower defense is not mine either. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally like some some games. Like I'm just nope, not getting that one just because it's not my <laughs> genre. Some people yep. love it though, so I mean. So the next I got was actually a re-release in a sense. It's Dead Cells Action Game of the Year. Yeah. So this one. This one includes the Rise of the Giant DLC, which I'll talk about in a second. You get a key ring, a new art booklet, a reversible cover, um, all in the case. And what I did read is that the Rise of the Giant DLC is not on the cart. It's not a DLC code in the case. You put the cartridge in and then you download it. So I guess it recognizes that you have the game and then you don't have to pay for the, the download, but you do have to download it. Still got to be downloaded. Yeah, it still has to be downloaded. So, like, they released um, a Game of the Year edition, essentially, and still don't have everything on the cartridge. Come on, people. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last game I got was Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution from Konami. So, the at least the launch edition has three exclusive physical cards inside the case, which is really cool. And you can relieve moments and duels from the Yu-Gi-Oh! animated series. Build your deck from over 9,000 cards to challenge duelists around the world. And it says, Circuit Combined, discover endless strategies with new Link Monster cards. And it's one player. So, I, hmm, you must be able to play online. Can you even play online? <laughs> one yes, player, Jay. Online membership, yes. <laughs> but you won't be playing with some, well, I guess you won't be playing split screen with somebody. But either way, yeah, it looks pretty cool. It sounds like you have a lot to do. You know, I played Yu-Gi-Oh! once on the PS1 and the PC when it first came out. <laughs> and I liked it. I never collected the cards. You know, everyone knows the Blue Eyes White Dragon from the Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh. series. But this is one that I would be interested to try. But again, lots of 
customization, right? With your decks probably after every single duel. JP Hive's already talking about it. Yeah, I'm just like, it comes with cards, that's cool. So I don't (laughs) actually know that if I was, I'm excited for any of, like, Instant Sports is probably the first one that I would try, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) And that one's like shovelware style. (laughs) You know why? Because I I look at that game, I was like, oh, I've got 10 minutes in the evening to play a game. I'll just play a quick round of tennis, something like that. Well, of course you're going to jump over to tennis. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah, the thing is, though, is it's certain stuff that, you know, screams out. And out of all those, like, Dead Cells, obviously, mm-hmm. would be the one that screams out. But I already have it. And, yep. I mean, the DLC's not on the cart. So, <sighs> right. sad panda face. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Lord. Um, yeah, so... That's good for the the pickups. Um, there's a few um, a few newsworthy things. Um, sure. So first of all, as an update from last week, um, I did when I was in GameStop, I actually asked about if I upgrade, which was like seventy five dollars. I think after taxes, like ninety bucks or something. Um, apparently, mm-hmm. as of today, that's done. By the way, um, I saw that online. But um, mm-hmm. basically, there's two ways you can do it. Either you set up a hotspot, which I know some of the members of the physical Switch community on Facebook were able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they were able to set up a hotspot and transfer in store. Um, but what my store said was is that you could literally trade via SD card. You can put everything on an SD card oh. and trade all your saves. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, so um, so those of you that have been holding out to trade, um, trade up for like uh, you know less than a hundred dollars. I think it's one forty now, or it's more now. So they like they've mm. significantly lowered the value of the switches that they're giving, like mm. the money they're giving for switches now. So unfortunately for us, it's gonna cost a little more if you want to upgrade. Um, mm-hmm. I'm probably not because I mean I'm I'm content. Um, mm-hmm. Even though, like, I think last week my daughter did pour orange juice on one of the Joy Cons, and Ooh. yeah, I ruined cleaned, it. I cleaned it immediately, but it's a little, little crunchy. Um, I have multiple Joy Cons, so I just swap out. But <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, that's one thing. Um, let's see. So Retro World Expo, we got a panel that we're doing. Um, mm-hmm. Have we announced the giveaway yet? No, we haven't. Oh, yeah. I think we, I think, I think we mentioned one item in the giveaway, but I don't think we went into full details. I think so. We, if you have more, share. Well, I mean, I mean, the fact is that you know you're saying we're going to be giving away a Switch console. We are at the oh. panel. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. So, oh. and we're gonna be live streaming the panel. While we're doing it, so that way people can follow along, and that way you don't have to be present in Hartford, Connecticut at Retro Expo to participate in the giveaway. Because we want the giveaway to be open to everyone. Um, But if you want to, you can be there. Absolutely. And we will hang out and talk (laughs) video games the whole weekend. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, that's what, that's the idea, is it's going to be, we're going to try to get a huge crew of of Playcast listeners and followers of Switch Mania and Hagen's Alley and... Mm-hmm. Just have a good time and hang out. That's the idea. I mean, it's gonna be a fun time for sure. And we're staying awesome. in conjunction with the with the area, so that way we don't have to go far. We're literally gonna have um, no other thing, no other thing going on but hanging out with everybody and having a good time. That's awesome. It'll be super fun. Um, 
So there was a new collectible item that I found, JP, that I didn't tell you about because you were kind of busy this week. You always find a collectible item. So talking yes. with the guys from Horizon Chase Turbo, mm-hmm. my goodness, there's another limited edition slipcase variant mm-hmm. they released. Not the limited one that's in stores because that even they thought that's what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. There, there is another one that they released with only eight copies that exist of a variant cover. It's a special actually, cover printed by yeah. PM Studios, and in the Discord, this, there's a Switch Collector's Discord, they were doing a giveaway for one of the eight copies. Hmm. I did see that, and I think that cover actually was the one that they initially had shown when the game was first announced. Yep, with and like the probably eight of those, and... <laughs> Because I I had always thought that that was going to be the second printing cover, like they did with uh, Musinx. They still might do that. Um, yeah, and but the, the crazy thing crazy. is, is that like, and this is where I was talking with JP offline. That's why creating a book like the Switch Collector is important because even the people in the company don't quite know what's out there. Because mm-hmm. I asked their like one of the the marketing guys from PM Studios, and he's like, oh, yeah, there's just the one that's in storage. You'll have to get it while it's available. And, and I'm like, oh, no, this one. And I sent him the picture from the Switch mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, there is that one. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, really? And then I asked him about other games. He's like, oh, yeah, though, the, he just mentioned, like, different consoles, but not the Switch. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Mucinix, like, had a different variant. You know what I mean? Like, there's different mm-hmm. So, like, they're not tracking either. So... It's important if we want to be as comprehensive as possible to like do this while it's ongoing. Because even going back two years now, people are already forgetting that work in the mm-hmm. company. That's insane. Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and trying to keep track of it all is, is going to be crazy. And like for me, I just want to have a really cool ongoing encyclopedia for the switch and mm-hmm. it's a cool reference point jp wants everything in there <laughs> everything yeah. according you to know, man and- yeah that's why you and i need to talk because you know i think about what my contribution is and like you said i want people to know all the cool things that was not part of a regular release right so even even if there was a manual i mean if someone's going to be getting this book and they're going to start collecting from the beginning and they're going to be finding these games used because they may not be uh, being manufactured or produced anymore, I want them to know that there was a manual, there was a keychain, there were stickers in the in the first printing. Or there's a, you know, if you find this cover, this is the second printing cover. This isn't the first printing cover. Or even like if you take Gal Guns 2, they had the misprint with the, um, oh my gosh, what's that game from the SNES Days Wild Guns? That was on the inner artwork that it shouldn't have been. So they re-released the cover. Like, I want people to know those kind of things. But, you know, I, I think about it and it's intimidating because there's just so much information that's like, you're, I don't want to miss anything and I hope I don't. But you and I need to talk to get me, get my head straight and on track of this. All we got to do is this, hone so. in your, um, your focus yes. because you're talking a whole nother book, essentially. Like, for yeah. that type deal, like, that's another mm-hmm. book that could cover that. Because yeah, there's that would be hundreds of pages. <laughs> it's good. That would that, take that would take you years to compile. Yeah, and um, compile know, it on the did. side for sure, and on your website. But like, yeah, yeah. And we did. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. I was, sorry, I was gonna say that there was one piece of feedback we got this week that we didn't mention, and it actually led to a discussion of possibly another book 
at some point. What was that? The compendium. <laughs> okay, so as you know, we have limited publishers on the rise and some on yeah. the fall. And honestly, like I thought it was a great idea when this was so this was proposed by Skull on Twitter. Great guy. Check him out. And he said, you know, we should have a book on just the limited publishers because there are so many. And I'm thinking more about it. I'm like, you know, if we did, if we waited to the very end, so the switch is done and then you did it, that would be an amazing book because oh, you're so. It's a must have and it's going to happen. I mean, there's yes. no way like once the switch is actually has everything done. Um, mm-hmm. The thing is, us saying that limited run games could put out games forever. They're putting out PS3 right. games. So, I mean, like, we literally could be getting aftermarket releases for the Switch and have every game ever come out eventually from limited run games. Um, you know what may be a good idea is that with the year two book, it may be good if we want to decide to do, like, a year one compendium of limited publishers because it, it coincides because second year is when they started coming up for the Switch. And I think it'd be a cool piece because you could expand on on all the collector editions right all the items the releases maybe they even can share their total sales numbers so you know you can see like the definitive uh, volume things like that because people are interested and i think that'd be really cool especially if you get them to talk about their company and their motivation the limited and, well, collector compendiums yeah i mean because we did have a, a lot. few from year one it would be small from year one though yeah year one maybe really year we're one looking at maybe year one and two combined yes yes because year one you know v blank is the first one with retro city rampage that comes to mind and honestly like I, i'm drawing a blank as to anybody else if there was there may have been one other one but well i mean I don't you think... could you could jump down the rabbit hole with that though and not even do limited companies but limited releases so you i'm mm-hmm. looking at it right now fire emblem warriors had a limited edition like def, you know what i mean like it's there's but literally but then you're uh, talking collector editions in general that's what i'm saying them, yeah yeah and, and that could be a thing though is that you know you had the zelda breath of the wild collector's editions and how many there are of each one right and then you're talking rarity levels and like to me i don't collect all the collector stuff but mm-hmm. And I really like the honing in on the limited companies, but the rabbit hole could go deep without focus, kind of like your collector section. We got to mm-hmm. f- hone it in. And I think doing a year one and two combined, and then, and I mean, we could even do it as a, you know, pocket edition or something. And w- like literally still use the same reviews from the, the Switch collector and then just mm-hmm. toss it into a smaller version. That's an idea too. Um, I mean, literally, like, feedback from everybody's appreciated on that stuff, too, because we're going to be spitballing as things go on on the Playcast. So definitely oh, yeah. let us know what your thoughts are, too, those listening, because, I mean, it's a community effort here. Like, we, we, we're just passionate people in the community, too. And mm-hmm. I think it's um, it would be super cool to do. I like it. Um, I think that there might be a way to do it faster and there might be a way to just wait till the end i mean who's to say mm-hmm. but, yeah i agree yeah before we jump head first into the book though um there was one more big piece of news um indie world happened mm-hmm. with nintendo um was there anything that looked good to you because there was two items that i liked um, obviously yeah. ori in the blind forest but that would yes. be my triple dip on that game because <laughs> i have it on steam and i have it on xbox one definitive um, mm-hmm. but super cool. 
Um, you know, one of the best Metroidvania style games that's out there, mm-hmm. uh, along with all the other best Metroidvania games that are out there because they're just well done. Um, and then the other one, Hotline Miami um, Collection. I'm hoping that gets a physical release because I've been wanting to play them for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's overhead style GTA. Those are the two that I took out of that that I really liked. What, what about you? Did you take anything out of it? Yeah, um, Skater XL. I need a skateboard game. Dude, that looks really uh, cool. It's it. Yep. Yes, it did. Risk of Rain 2. I haven't played it, and I'm looking forward to that one. And I would say, I'm just trying to look at the list and kind of which one stood out. Skellboy. I'm interested in that one. Yeah, Skellboy. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this, but right after the announcement, there, or right after the presentation, there was an announcement as to a physical game coming out from one of these. Do you know which one that was? Nope. Risk, uh, blah, Hotline Miami Collection. Oh, so that did get an announcement. Nice. Yeah, because I was hoping from, that, that got. From Special Reserve Games. Nice. Okay. Yeah, so what's really cool, yeah, so just to segue really quick into Special Reserve. So Enter the Gungeon, it opened up for pre-orders on Tuesday through them with an exclusive um, reversible jacket, an instruction booklet, developer designer sticker, a nice box. But on their page, they updated the pictures of some upcoming games. So they've had Downwell on there for a while, but now they have Hotline Miami Collection with a Switch symbol. So that it's coming physically. And my friend Pedro, they're doing physically. And now, now, the version of, of um, Gungeon, that was also by Special Reserve, the ones at GameStop, yes. right? Yes. So, and, I mean, so that's an interesting thing to think about is you have limited companies, like Limited Run Games with Best Buy, but they're not mm-hmm. as necessarily as limited for the normal editions, and they're literally now publishing the games. Which mm-hmm. I think that's cool to me, as long as they still have the special cool one on their site, so they're still doing their their other thing. Like I kind of like that they're just breathing new life into some of these games that wouldn't otherwise get a AAA release. Right. But yeah, so I think somebody was writing not so special now because it's like available for pre-order everywhere. And I'm like, honestly, it's maybe the end of an era when it comes to some of these more limited publishers when they grow out of the limited nature. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of what's happening. And I mean, as long as they keep with their mantra and, and keeping everything, you know, preservation based i'm I'm okay with it yeah i'd be fine with that too For sure. and after i will say though after last week it's nice to have a calm limited publisher week so i mean do you want to get on your soapbox jp before we jump into the switch book because do we want you were, to you were going back do, and forth if you want to talk about it and that's up to you but yeah he, you know he what? had a he had a long week and as you could tell from <laughs> last week's talk it was i said it was already overwhelming when we were just talking about what's available and i probably yeah. spent a few hundred bucks on pre-orders and i don't pre-order much yeah and so okay I, jp hit a wall people watch out I, hold on to your butts I, I hit the, the breaking point wall, and I'm okay. I made it out okay, I think. Um, but, no, you're well, right. I mean, I will, I will tell you, I, people listening, that typically JP and I are, are chatting, and he went, like, radio silent. <laughs> like, he was just, he was, yeah. he needed it. Well, don't you remember? I even told you, I said, I'm, I'm, 
Yeah, I said, I even said, I told a lot of people, actually, I said that I'm taking a break this weekend from social media. And this was like Friday I said, I'm going to, I'm going to post the contest on Saturday. And like, that was it. And I tried my best to not, uh, even like a messenger, like people were talking to me, I tried not to, to respond or just be polite. Say like, you know, I'll get back to you on Monday or something like that. But it, it was a lot. And it wasn't just, um, like, it's not even financial. I mean, that's a piece of it, but it just, I felt like everything kind of came closing in on me last week and it's been, it's been hectic. I mean, you've, you've followed my Twitter. A lot of people do. They've seen that, you know, I passed 10,000 two Fridays ago. I'm about to pass 11. I'm almost at 11,900, right? So this was, was one of our contests that we ran was just extremely popular. We partnered with the great limited run games. So thank you again to Doug and Josh and everybody there. And the contest just went extremely well. And, you know, we, we got a switch in somebody's hands. We got collector edition games. I mean, it was a big contest. I mean, huge. by far, it was our biggest one. It was huge. And that means there was a lot of traffic, a lot of activity. And I love that, but it it got to be a lot. And then on top of that, trying to manage all of the upcoming pre-orders. And I don't mean just, you know, making sure I know about it. It's making sure the, the website is updated. Everybody on social media is updated because I like to make sure people know where the links are, where the, what the prices are, what's included, what your options are, the start times, you know, all that stuff. Like that's that's always been my goal since day one is to make sure everybody stays informed. But by doing that, there's literally no free time anymore. Like I don't know if people realize, but I'm up till about two in the morning every night. Every night. And all I'm doing every night, I'm and I work, I wake up at six, seven o'clock in the morning for work. So from like eight to eight to five, I'm at work. And then come home, kids, family, they go to bed and I'm, you know, we're either doing a podcast or I'm on literally, I, like no joke, on my computer, I have a switch folder with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 websites that I go through for pre-orders every night. But I also do this first thing in the morning. I do this at lunch. So I do this about three to four times a day. I go through about 14 sites. I have them all you know, save so it opens up with the newest pre-orders working backwards. And I go through to see if there's anything new. Because surprisingly, like Amazon, they'll put a new game up at 9 in the morning, at 1 in the afternoon, at 12 in the morning. Like they will just randomly start popping up new releases. But I don't just cover U.S. So I'm looking at Game UK, Shop for Megastore, Amazon Germany, Amazon Japan, Italy, Spain, France, Bowl, Ned Games in the Netherlands, oh, Video Game crazy. Plus in Canada. Wow. I mean, it. it is. And you know what? I, I like to be informed, right? I don't want to miss anything. And I don't want other people to. So there's there's no end. And I go to bed at 2, and the, the Twitter is just dinging, right? People are talking to me. They're sharing uh, news about new releases that they got. Or a lot of times people, thankfully, will share with me, like, hey, I just saw this deal. Want to let you know in case you wanted to share it. Um, Legend of Zelda Collector's Edition just went live on 365 games. Go, go, go. And then, you know, I, I let people know, and then it sold out in, like, 10 minutes. But, you know, I... I try I try to do all this every night and I think it to me it just after a year because next I think on the 24th is when I open up my website it's going to be a year of just like hardcore nonstop switch collecting and it's switch informing it's switch collecting right it's making sure you get all the releases you make sure you're ready for all the pre-orders but last week was just it was overwhelming for me right like it sounds like you need like a team of people now yeah like, and I have and 
Oh, no, you know I what? mean a team of people to do what you do. Yeah. And you <laughs> know what? A team you... of reviewers, man. Yeah. And you make a good point. I didn't even mention like with the website, I have a, I have a great team. I have a lead supervisor and he's really like the second hand person that handles everything website related. So he manages the whole review team. He, I send him the codes and he sends them out. He distributes them. He talks with the team. If there's any issues, he makes sure, you know, dates are met or the reviews are submitted uh, to meet the dates. But, you know, I have two editors. So the reviewers send it to the editors. They put it on the website and then they leave it in draft for me to just finalize. I update a few things and then I post. So at lunch, you'll see me post like four reviews in a row. And that's because I finally have time to go through and just finalize them. He's but doing that his lunch break, people. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So you, you post the reviews and then you share, you make, you, you post the reviews, you share it on social media. Then you email the company that sent you the code with the link to let them know that, Hey, we did it. Like it's live. Here you go. So, and then, you know, Play, trying to play for the Switch Mania playcast and make sure that I can play enough of the game to give an honest, honest uh-huh. overview review of it. But it was a lot. So that was one piece. The second was just the sheer amount of releases. I mean, we all have seen it for a long time. It's nothing new. But it just, it was heavy last week. I mean, it was more than, I, I honestly think last week was probably one of the busiest weeks we've had since the Switch launched. And What's weird is I've been saying that so often in year three where I go, wow, this was a busy week for releases. This was a busy week. And now we hit a new one. It's getting bigger and it's getting bigger and it's getting bigger. And I mean, we're in a Shangri-La for gamers. Yeah. And I will will say, like, I hope anyone listening understands, like, I have nothing against any of these companies. I like every single one of them that has done us right. Oh, it's awesome. Right. So I'm not complaining, right? I mean, as a gamer or as part of the Nintendo Switch community, I think it's great that we have so many options for games. And people who don't collect everything, this is a moot point, right? I mean, they're going to buy the games that they want to play and and the end. But I was going for everything. And when you get a week like we had last week, it's just insane. I mean, it's just Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday with the releases. Then you have Tuesday. You posted a calendar picture of like... Right, and so that was Erica. She she made it just to keep track, and then she made a little funny like uh, image between Sunday and Monday saying, like, rest period. The funny thing then- was, though, is that was, like, based on what we talked about last week on the cast, and mm-hmm. then, like, Friday happened, or when Thursday happened, and it went insane. Yeah. Like, shit that we didn't was- even talk about. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Dude. And that. I mean, and I, I, I'll be honest, I'm not a super fan of when we get two days of an announcement. I mean, I'm going to buy the game regardless but for people on a more strict budget or people who have to make decisions each week as to whether they pick up one game or this game or that game you know less than a week notice of a game going live that you're only going to have a certain amount of time to pre-order it's very tough and you know a lot of people give me feedback on that and i absolutely hear them you know i'm not that business so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna really comment too much on that but you know it's a lot and it, it gets to the point where it gets stressful and to me, like I always thought, you know, collecting, enjoying video games should not be stressful. It should not Absolutely feel like not. a job. Absolutely. But it not. got but it got to be. Like I'm looking now as we're talking at my floor where I keep all of the current month and the previous month stuff because I want to put them in my database. And I can't even tell you, there must be over a hundred games here just from the last two months alone. Uh. And it's it's big boxes, it's it's um, promotional items, right? Like pre-order items, it's regular cases, it's collector's editions from every single region, 
and I'm looking at I'm just going, this is just too much. And it's a lot of work. That's I mean, it's work. It's not a hobby it, anymore. And that's just this trying to find time to put them in the catalog and put the release dates and make sure you know my catalog isn't too difficult to maintain, but it's time consuming and it's time I don't have and I could be doing something else. So and I'll think move about forward. this and think about this, JP. We got a major book release coming up. Like that's yeah. going to take some time. And believe me when I say that has been on my mind and like every day that goes by that I'm not able to write because I'm trying to do something else. It's just like I'm I'm going to hold him up. And like that's my goal is not to. So, oh, you know, you'll be you'll be fine. But like we we already talked about. So those that are listening, like we've talked about a way for for JP to hopefully streamline his processes and allow <laughs> others to pull a little bit of the weight that he has on his shoulders. And any fan out there that wants to to help out with the search process like we want to keep going with what he's doing like he's not going to stop because he, yeah, no. he can't stop he has, he i can't stop. stop he has a sickness but, but i did decide to make a change though right exactly. so i i posted this on facebook and yep. you know i was even going back with you like back and forth like do i even bring this up do i not but you know what like everybody like a lot of people not everybody a lot of people in the community obviously know who i am at this point and, and, and people, i talk with everybody and what i said too is people appreciate if you're transparent yeah, and I I'm human. <laughs> exactly. So I made the decision that I'm going to essentially cut out 95% of collector editions. So what that means is, unless it has a steel book, right? I'm one of those people that I love steel books and I love um, alternate cover slips and things like that. So if a release comes with that, I'm most likely going to get it. But what I'm taking out is pretty much everything else. So. If a game gets a regular release in the U.S. and a collector edition in overseas, I'm not buying that collector's edition anymore. You know, even with all the limited publishers, I love, I mean, I absolutely love them. Like, you you give me, like, a Turok, you give me a ukulele, an Iconoclast with, like, a classic box, I need that. hands down, I need I'm, that, I'm buying it every day. Even, like, Outlast, like, a nice bundle like that, I'm going to buy. And so I'm not, I'm not picking on them at all. I absolutely love limited run games, so it's nothing against them or... I really it sounds they, like you're still going to support on. the cool stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, yeah. every everything they do to me is cool. It really is. To somebody, I mean, you're not they, wrong. They, <laughs> right. So, okay, so moving on from Limited Run. So I'm going to be just stopping because one thing that, like, it was visual for me was Skybound. And Skybound to me was the tipping, the, the starting point. And what that was, was if you remember about a month or two ago, they had opened up pre-orders for their online collector's edition of Neverwinter Nights, Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, and Planescape and Icewind Dale. We, we talked right? about it on the Playcast. It's super expensive, right? Yeah, so yeah. So, 50, so $50 for the regular retail release of each of those three games, $100 for the collector's edition of all three of those games. And then on top of that, they came out with a $200 bundle that had all three collector editions in it, but different content, like different goodies. So it wasn't even the same $100 collector edition on their site. It was different. So that's $500 for buying the same game two times on their website. Yeah. And I did it. I pre-ordered it. I spent $500 that they took right away. And that was on top of their Walking Dead Season 4 collector edition, which was like 60 bucks, I think. They also have um, Skullgirls the collector's edition for like 40 bucks, let's say. And I thought to myself, I go, why am I doing this? Like the games are cool. I'm never going to use the dice. I'm never going to use the notebook. I'm never going to use anything in that box, but I felt I needed to have it. Right. Cause I was collecting everything. So mm -hmm. I, I emailed them. I canceled all of it. 
And instantly I got back about $600, like $600 back into my bank account. And I go, this is, to me, this was ridiculous. Like I spent that much money on three games, two times, like the same three games. So I just started thinking. I will admit though, that that is probably the worst case of a collector's edition and like hitting up those that want everything, like not including the same items. Like even in like the switch collector Kickstarter, like everything's going to build upon, like there's going to be a a tier where you can get everything. I mean, but for us, since we're creating it, it's pretty expensive. Um, Mm -hmm. but we don't expect everybody to get all the goodies and stuff like, right. And then, um, and then not even that, but then we had the dark siders Genesis, so if you remember this, there's a regular edition, which I think is going to be 30 or 40 bucks. There's a collector's edition, which is $120. And then there's this ultimate edition that's $380. And it comes with a custom board game, not sold anywhere. You know, I got the notification about it, like handcrafted pieces, like really nice. And what did I do? I pre-ordered both of the versions thinking like, oh, there must be a different box that's going to hold the board game. And I'm thinking, I don't play board games. I'm never going to play a board game. Why am I spending, again, over $500, close to 600 on one game? And to me, I, I, I took a step back and I said, that's not the type of collector I want to be. <laughs> so, so I made the decision. I said, and this is the same decision my wife has been saying since pre-day one. And she's looking at me now going like, I told you so. Mrs. Don't know JP why you didn't listen is to never me back. wrong. Mrs. JP is never wrong. We've said right. it on the air. JP just doesn't listen until too late. I yeah, mean, we true. we talked it in an earlier episode, and listeners can verify that we're going to have an intervention with you, JP. It's and, finally setting in. Yeah, so I didn't need the intervention. It kind of just hit me. But I thought to myself, you know what? I do want to get every release, every game that supports English. I still want to get. I think that would be a, a doable collection. But I started weighing it. I said I could buy one game for $30 or I could buy a collector edition for $70, $80 of the same game. And with that $80, I could have bought two to three more games. Uh-huh. So I decided, you know what? And, and then, okay. And then the other thing is I don't need to buy everything day one because so I've many times you now. that since day you, one. <laughs> yeah, everyone's been telling me that. And, you know, I... I didn't want to possibly miss a release or anything like that, so I've been pre-ordering everything for day one. And then I thought to myself, if a game doesn't have you know, a manual and if it doesn't have a launch edition with goodies or something like that, it most likely can wait. And it's not a store exclusive, right? So you had like the Katamari Damacy, you had Atari Collection, which was very limited. Like those games I'd still want to get day one. But for instance, like the truck racing game that came out this week from Big Ben, it's $40.00. I probably could wait till Black Friday. It's going to drop to 20, JP, maybe even you less. You can wait on any of these games because nothing is unobtainium. Like, I mean, I mean, I can go right now and find a copy of Castlevania 3 on the NES, boxed. CIB right. with all the items. It might cost a little bit if I want it pristine, but I can probably find it for a decent price. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like, you can find anything, even the limited stuff, like, you'll be able to find it eventually because not not everybody's going to be in the same state of collecting in the future, and a lot of people are holding on to stuff. So, right. I mean, you can collect with what you want to play right now, and you still can get everything. You'll still get every single game released. Like, it's not going to be that hard. 
That's true. And I mean, that's where I'm heading with the regular races. Collectors, I've already decided that. For collectors, yeah, you got to get this shit now because it's going to be near impossible to get some of that. Right. <laughs> like without it. Yeah. But I mean, like, I made the, the decision to be done with collectors. And what I did is. You know, I mentioned it to the Facebook group. I wrote this nice long post, and everyone was very supportive, right? They all and a lot the of not, not all. messages started going, "Hey, oh, yeah. you got this? You got this?" So what I did is, you know, if I don't have the game already as a regular release, which I don't normally double dip, so I told people, I said, "Listen, I'm going to take the game out of the collector edition. I'm going to take the steel book out if it is, and I'm just going to sell the collector edition pieces." as a whole separately and right instantly people started messaging me and even this night before the show i packaged up like four boxes already and it's crazy seeing the money come back is just like wow that was a lot of money for double dipping sometimes even triple dipping i'm looking at super mario maker 2 i've got two russian editions i have a uk edition because i wanted the no steel book and i have two u.s editions i literally have this game one two three four five times <laughs> even even I got the the one steel book or whatever. Or yeah, I got it. I got it for the the uh, the pencil or the um, the stylus. The stylus. Yeah. I got it for the stylus simply, but um, yeah. I got a second copy, which I'll probably end up getting rid of eventually too. I mean, but and, yeah, I mean, there's and, no reason for any of that, man. <laughs> no, no, I know, and you know what? It was cathartic um, because it, it felt freeing. Like this burden was like, wow, I don't have to rush for like collector editions anymore for limited releases it's like open pre-orders are amazing even if they're not open pre-order the regular edition will not sell out as fast as the collector edition you know something that's going to be going on a website at a certain time like to me just it won't matter anymore i'll make sure people know about it that's not stopping at all people will absolutely know about every game coming out um because everyone collects differently so there are people who want to go for the collector edition and i support them right i'm me changing my mind on how i collect does not make me change how the decision the the perception i have of how other people should collect so i hope that comes across that if you want to go for everything absolutely go for it and i will i hope you continue to use me as a source of information but for me personally you know i have other interests i have limited time and limited space and i think it was just time to kind of make that decision and thankfully i have a good group of collector friends that were in the same boat so we're kind of you know, helping each other, make sure we stay on track of, of this goal. But I think the first step for me was actually selling off the collector edition pieces. And I've done that. I put them in boxes tonight. I taped them up and it feels good. I mean, it feels freeing that I'm going to get that space back and I'll have a nice big shelves of red spines and I can put them all together. And no, you know, the majority of them won't be, you know, in random places anymore. But like I said, there's going to be collector editions that I absolutely love that I will still support and buy. But like 90, 95% of them, I'm just going to focus on regular. And I mean, it feels good. Like I really hope, you know, I can, I can give the collector edition items pieces to good homes of people who missed out or, you know, bought the regular and then changed their mind and wanted the collector. So now they can kind of complete the set. So I, I mean, I feel good and yeah, that, that's about it. So now everybody knows whoever's listening, <laughs> let I mean, us, let me, let me know your thoughts, comment, tag me, let me know how you collect, you know, yeah. have you, have you been feeling this way? Cause you know, people do reach out and they tell me all the time, like, this is it. Like I've had it. I just can't do the everything anymore. And you know what? The, the system is young and it, I, I think the best saying is that it's a, marathon not a sprint and people have told that to me i've been saying that a lot you said that you've said that to me and <laughs> i'm i'm already like 
getting winded, right? And I'm only on the first lap still. So I don't want to feel that way. We're still just beginning. And and in all honesty, like I think the creation bug in me where I'm creating the books and things has helped subside a lot of my collecting nature because I'm a bit OCD when it comes to stuff just like you. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's helped me because I focus. I'm like, all right, so we're going to make this really awesome thing on it now. And I get to live vicariously through everything that's out there. And I'm going to pick up what I want and we're going to play what we want. But like now we're compiling it and sharing it with generations forever. So once the book's out there, it's out there forever. It's not like Mm -hmm. a magazine that'll be on a shelf life for a month. Like this is out there. So, I mean, to me, that's, like, the best thing, and it's helped me with subsiding my retro collecting when it comes to NES and Super Nintendo, and mm-hmm. um, I did realize one thing when you did your post, I was like, damn, I don't have the Shantae Game Boy Color box thing <laughs> for the yeah. Switch. I was like, oh, I need that one. So I want all the retro boxes. So that is one people that I'm missing is the Shantae one. Um so I need to find that eventually. Um, so what you're saying is I should help you out with that one, right? I mean, if you're getting rid of it, but if you're keeping the retro stuff, then yeah. Yeah, the game, the Game Boy box. I was like, oh man, I really want that box because I am collecting for game. And that's the thing. It's like you know, I have yeah. other interests also that I I well, want to be able to enjoy all of them. To me, like you can have your red spines, then you have spot pieces that you can yep. have that show off and accentuate your collection. Like that, yep. those are perfect. And I mean, hell, today I was able to to find an item that we were talking about in the cast with the uh, Omaki Books release of Mortal Kombat. A person mm-hmm. had it, and it was a reasonable price. And I'm like, okay, I need that. My wife loves Mortal Kombat. Wait, do you, do you want that? Because I have that. Oh, I already, I already got one. <laughs> was that? Oh, you bought that one? Yeah, it was like a hundred bucks or something. That's too easy. Oh, nice. It was a good price. It was like what it was when it was new. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, every, everybody's really reasonable with the group. So. Yeah, yeah, and that's the, even with me, like, I I try and just hopefully get back what I paid for, even without the game, because, you know, it's a collector edition, but, yeah, my I will say, like, if you're going to join the, the Facebook group now because you've heard this message, my prices are, are going to be way, way lower than you've probably ever seen for these pieces, because I... He's not a reseller. He's a yeah, I'm not a reseller. I'm a collector, and I want other collectors to get it, and I just want to make sure I get my money back. Exactly, and that, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So I would say we probably should venture toward the book because that's probably a nice load off your shoulders. Yeah, I feel I feel lighter. Yeah. So the first thing is is that obviously um, we got to focus on JP's section. So those of you that think, how would you like to see a collector section in the book? Because right now, how each section goes when I talk about the games is it's one page for some of the smaller release games or some of the games that are, you know, less interesting, maybe, um, which Mm -hmm. is all subjective, obviously. And then you got two to eight pages on the other games. When they have goodies, I'm using their promo images so you can see exactly what they promoed. So Mm -hmm. like Tiny Barbarian DX, it's look what comes inside and it shows all the stuff. Like it's already a picture that Nicholas created. Um, mm-hmm. and so I'm using that because this is supposed to be a supplemental supplementary thing where it gets you interested in what's out there to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's like kind of covered. So JP's section, I was seeing it more as a, like a cool things that might be out there that you can see. And then it's kind of a reference point too, is that we make it really cool. Um, cover a lot of everything you want to talk about with year one and what you've seen and everything. And then references to your site to where they can get a lot more information but that site might not be available so we gotta avoid <laughs> dating things 
Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. So we got to keep everything effervescent. So I can't really re- reference your site, but again, your I- your idea is really another full book. So mm-hmm. we got to hone it in so it's something you're able to do while you're still posting and everything. So yes, I think it's doable. Um, I think just going in depth on the different things, like the like the fact that there are lots of different cover variants and covering some of your favorites and things, or mm-hmm. maybe just talking about each one that has it real quick, mm-hmm. not in depth and definitely keep it really short writing. We'll use lots of pictures, um, mm-hmm. but that's my idea. But everybody listening, what do you think too? Because obviously it'll help hone in. Um, the other thing that JP and I have to do, which is another task is <laughs> um, developers and publishers. We're doing interviews and we have a, gigantic list so i gotta get that into something that's palatable for me to track because (laughs) the thing the thing that you're gonna realize is like holding up a book process like we're gonna have backers able to contribute their stories Mm -hmm. that right there in itself is gonna take a while because not everybody's a writer and i have an editor so that way the editor Mm -hmm. goes through and we have to make sure everything works well and looks good and um flows and everything too so we're mm-hmm. waiting on that but then when you add in developers that have full-time developer jobs and things like they're only gonna be able to get to us every once in a while um some we may have to interview and just dictate mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's like it becomes a lot so having a list and like all right we're gonna talk with nicholas today and you know like we have that this is that person said yeah we're definitely interested in in doing uh, an interview, then we got to list that and mm-hmm. we gotta, like color code it. And I already started a, a quick Google doc for it, but that's another task we got to do, um, mm-hmm. which is insane. And then the actual interview piece, like what questions we want to ask, we got to keep it streamlined. Yeah. Because that's true. if somebody gets wordy, um, that's a lot, that's pages of the book. Um, right. And I would say we want like three to four solid questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got some awesome news, too, that we're going to share here right now. Um, I'm listening. On the cast. So, first of all, um, before we get to the awesome news, <laughs> is um, I did finish the red box over the weekend. Um, so, initially, I did a black box, which I did for myself, which for the Switch, and it holds 100 cartridges to go up to the brim of it, but you can put even more in there. Um, and you can load in tons more if you don't want room to pick out your cartridges. Um, mm-hmm. But I did a red version. I actually took off all the hinges and stuff before I just stained it. Because the last time I just stained it because I just wanted to do it for myself. Um, but I took all the hinges off so it looks like clean. Um, I did a single coat so that way you still see the wood grain in the red, which looks really awesome. I did mm-hmm. that in conjunction with my complete Virtual Boy book cover which we're going to offer a similar cover for the Switch Collector. Um, all of this has been updated on switchopedia.com. Uh, so the red box is on there with the black box. Um, I also updated all of the tiers to put mm-hmm. when you have the book with the box so everybody can see. Because when JP was posting about the um, box last week, not, mm-hmm. not this last week, but the week before, people are like, oh, that's a pretty expensive for a box. And it's like, well, you get the book too. And they're like, oh. Right. So it's very <laughs> clear on the Kickstarter yeah. page that you get both. And I put like a plus in Switch font. So um, so that's there. Um, and so the and I also put 
the same for the limited edition wooden box since I did the red box and everything already for the Virtual Boy. And it looks mm-hmm. freaking amazing, by the way. Like, um, because I ended up hand going over everything in black first before I stained it. And when I did the red stain, the black seeped in with the stain and came out with like a perfect like shade. Oh like God. it looks, it looks amazing. It's, it's like awesome. And in person, it looks even better than in pictures. Like the pictures do not do it justice. Hmm. Um, it's so awesome. And so the thing is, though, is I put that example picture of the Virtual Boy one on the campaign showing because I still have that mock photo of the Switch collector. And mm-hmm. Next to it, I have the the real one so people can see the how the wood looks and everything. Nice. Um, what I wanted is feedback from you, um, if you could see like the quality, because I know it's, the pictures are smaller on purpose, so that way it's not a gigantic listing. I, I try to streamline it. I also made all the goodies one picture now. So all the goodies are one single picture, all next to each other. I also put in there, and I finished the manual. So I put pictures of the manual, what it's going to look like. The manual is literally going to have the promo picture from like the internet, from the websites, um, for each game, and then just the checkboxes for owned, played, completed rating. And that's going to be in a manual, 28 pages. It's going to be a 28-page manual. It covers every game for this, for year one. You can fit it in your pocket. Like, that is awesome. I, I absolutely love that. Yeah. I love that little touch, and I think it's just it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I, I know JP's been super busy recently, so he hasn't really been able to check it out. So um, I know. I'm sorry. But I am on the page right now. Yeah. Um, and so I like it. I, I've I like streamlined a lot. Yeah. Uh, and in, I, the, in the bottom, in the affiliates, I changed it to cool people that are associated. And I used <laughs> a picture out of the back where I actually added little pictures for every person. <laughs> so it looks super well, cool uh, now. <laughs> I love that. Look yeah. at me. I'm so cool. And then, I think that's. I think my next business card and T-shirt is going to be cartoon me. Oh, it should be. Um, I actually updated on the back of the cover of the book, too, where our logos now have us with them. So it looks like JP's holding his logo, and, and I'm, like, leaning against Hagen's Alley. I think it gives it personality, actually. Because before it was just on your shirt. Now it's like you're holding the big symbol. And actually, where? those that are watching on YouTube, it's part of our it's part of our uh, thing now. You, you won't see a picture of that on the on the Kickstarter oh, page. Yet. okay. It's, it's on the cover, though, of the book, so. I've Are you going to update the back cover image? Yeah. I'm going to update. I mean, the front cover image still has my old Hagen's Alley Books logo, so I'm going to update that before the end. Um, no, I mean, like, on the page itself, because you still have the old back cover. Okay, well, nice. If you look on yeah. the front, the old front cover's on there. It says the old Hagen's Alley Books logo. I'm using yes. the new one. So, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, that's going to happen. Um, so that's interesting, though, is um, I also updated the card template on the page. If you notice, I updated the card template. So I did a lot this week. Like I, I, I was, I was up till like four a.m. like a bunch of days. Oh, that pin I, I looks could. awesome. And then the pin, the cartridge pin, oh. I updated. For example, <laughs> um, that I am still waiting on quotes though because um, I think it was pin plugged said it was. Oh yeah, it would be if you do four colors, it'll it'll be whatever. And then I went to the guy who did the Rick and Morty pin that's on eBay, and he's like, "Yeah, let me see if I can do it." <laughs> so that's, I'm waiting on two different quotes. We don't have a definitive one, but I want it to be the size of a cartridge um, mm-hmm. so that it fits in the little slot. Um, it may not fit perfectly because, you know, the pin on the back and everything. Um, but I'm going to try. Um, I just think it'll be a cool little promo thing. 
It's something mm-hmm. you can put with your collection and or to the side of your collection. Um, but yeah, so I got that done. But I also got the card updated because remember the card template, it was the old um, bit battles that I was doing and now it's just the simple red. So that is done and I updated that. Um, so that's on the campaign page too. So it has that red outline so everything flows. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you checked out the card template. No. So it's in the goodies. Let me go down. Card template. Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. It's in the goodies. Is it just this, the yeah, one image it. now? I updated it to the red, yeah. Instead of So before it was like um, a retro thing. Now it's switched. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so I do I like simpl- that. I, so I, I simplified the whole Kickstarter page. All the goodies are in one image. All the tiers have a breakdown on the page to show there is a book with them all. Um, I also wrote like over a dozen more reviews this week. So I wrote a ton of reviews. I wrote two more today. Um, oh I gosh. wrote about Siberia and mm-hmm. what was the other one that I wrote about? It was cause I still like the game that I'm on now is like, yeah, I wrote about Siberia and just dance 2018, nice. yeah. which is a good entry level uh- game. Um, yeah, so I did that. Now, um, interesting. So the trailer um, is being done by Anthony, um, and he's on YouTube. He did the he did the um, intro for the Game Chasers and for Normal mm-hmm. Gaming Historian and J Love and a bunch of people um, and the Video Game Years. He is doing our intro. So the so the trailer is gonna be like pans of the book and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I reached out to a bunch of developers and said, "Hey, would you mind if I used your music?" And this is where you don't know about what's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jeff Ball got back to me and said, "Absolutely yes." Jeff Ball nice. did the music for Tiny Barbarian DX. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have music from Tiny Barbarian DX in the trailer um, today, though. Two more reached out to me and said yes. Ooh, who said yes? So, uh, Ludosity from It'll Be mm-hmm. Two. So that's one. And then Lizard Cube reached out from Wonder Boy and said yes. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm going to do a couple more videos because the um, like the the guy who's doing the um, you know Anthony who's doing the the trailer. It's a professional and he it's pretty expensive. So, like, it's going to cost some money, but I'm going to do some supplementary videos where we're talking about this stuff. Like, it's probably just me talking about it or whatever, and we'll use this uh, these other music, the other songs mm-hmm. underneath as I'm talking. So we got to talk about the book. we got to talk about the goodies. we got to talk about the other items with the campaign so everybody knows, and I'll intersperse that in the campaign. So besides for what's there now, there's going to be some extra videos. Oh, I'm so. excited. Yeah, so that'll be cool. It's gonna require me a lot. This will require a lot of time to do, but it'd be awesome. Um, so that's gonna be amazing. The other option is is that we go through the intro and actually cut from song to song and actually mm-hmm. weave all three games into one in the trailer. Well, now you're just crazy. Huh? I said now you're just crazy. Yeah, I mean, because right now I have a couple songs that would be amazing and. Um, talking with Jeff Ball and of course talking with um Stark Whale. Mm-hmm. 
Nice. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, like so. They, I mean, again, it goes to show you that the Switch community developers are amazing. Um, everybody's open to you know working together, and it's, you know these are guys that are creating games that are on the console that we love. Like, mm-hmm. It's just so engaging. It's ridiculous. I am humbled as shit um, by everything, and it just seems like everything is. Li- lining up real well everything like kind of lined up this week which was super cool and i mean it might be to the point where we gotta have a, a second chat every week where we <laughs> go over like mm-hmm. the book stuff like not for podcasts but just for us and refining i caught some stuff like i didn't have a correct developer for one game already so that was mm-hmm. a, that was an issue and I love the support that I've just been seeing, you know, when we first announced the book and we had that first weekend where we uh, we posted the image and we gave the link. Um, it was amazing to see the feedback from like just, not even just the like the fellow friends and gamers in the community, but in the industry as well. Right. I mean, super rare games, play Asia. Um, I talked with uh, Philip Doshel from uh, FDG. FDG, yeah. And, you know, thumbs up. He, he said he'd be happy to promote because, you know, his games are going to be in that book as well. I mean, everybody's games at some point, if not year one, definitely year two and beyond, they're going to be in that book. And I think it's just great that they they see the book for what it's going to be and they're excited for it like we all are. And, well, and they're super it, fans. Like, you, yeah. little do you know, but Philip actually backed a bunch of my books in the past and wrote in my Virtual Boy book. And That's I awesome. didn't realize who he was until I, he emailed me and it said FDG. And I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, ah, he's released some games. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so then I just, I was just chatting with him and he absolutely is down for an interview. And so like the fact is, is that right now we're at you know, 300 pages with no interviews, no contributors. Yeah. We didn't put JP's collector section. There's no pages <laughs> on JP's collector section right now. Like this is going to be a big book just for year one. Um, yeah. The reason why we get to hone in JP section two is because we have to maintain this when the Switch library explodes in the next year, right. in year two, and then in year three. So it has to be something that's doable. I like the collectibles section. Mm-hmm. Like it's the you know the foxicles, but I mean, and then the other thing you got to think about is like there's probably some digital only games that some backers are going to be like, man, you need to include X game, and I mm-hmm. will. And I will. If somebody says it's an awesome digital only game that needs to be get a physical release, like I will include it. And like right now, it's just a smattering, a small amount of what's available. And in future years, it's gonna be crazy. And each spread for the digital only looks amazing too. Like mm-hmm. it just it just screams like passion from all the developers. Oh yeah. And. That's what I love about the Switch is just, it's just engaging to me. And is it? I, I think it's going to be a, I mean, the book itself is a love letter to the Switch. And I think that, like, the community being so open to support has just been awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. Like I said, I, I'm taking off September 10th when it goes live because <laughs> I definitely would not be able to concentrate. And I'm just going to want to be talking about the book all day long. I mean, that's really, you know, it's the love letter. For the Switch, but it's also another way to just bring fellow Switch gamers together, right? We all get to share in this, like, wow, this, there's a physical book chronolog- chronicling it already, <laughs> right? I think that's the right word. And 
it, this is only year one, and we get to look back already, right? We're only in year three, but we really get to look back and be like, wow, remember when there was only like 90 titles that came out? Remember when this game was still digital? Remember when this publisher released their very first game? And then, you know, like you said, we're going to have people who will share their stories. You'll get to just feel the passion from other people written on the page, and you'll get to see all the cool – I mean, I guarantee you there's going to be stuff in that book that people have never seen before, whether it be promo items – variants i mean something there's going to be something new for everybody in that book and that's so exciting that you're going to really want to go through every single page right read the reviews read the commentary look at the pictures because there's going to be something that you've just never seen before or you forgot about yeah. and it's just going to be fun i mean really i think it's just going to be such a fun book well and the thing that's crazy is i'm used to writing one paragraph per game with my mm-hmm. collector books and being able to write a couple pages is like awesome because i mean we're obviously mm-hmm. i'm including pictures too like i want mm-hmm. the art to be there um and you know there's screenshots there's multiple screenshots a two page a one page game is getting two screenshots mm-hmm. um but i'm used to writing one paragraph and now it's like a one page is getting at least three decent sized paragraphs and i can actually dig into the game a little bit and I've enjoyed it, and I think even when I go to, like, the Genesis or Turbo book later, it's going to be super easy comparatively because it's, like, this is it's time-consuming doing all the writing, too. And, mm-hmm. But, like, I was just thinking about it as you were talking. I'm like, man, I haven't even created the hardware section, the writers mm-hmm. yet, or the kiosks and all the other, like, the other cool stuff. And that could be something that you cover in your section or... But it doesn't belong. That belongs at the beginning, before the game. Right. Like, it's like so. There's a ton of things to get done. Um, time will always get away from us. It's why when people look at when it's going to be out, it's like a year, <laughs> a year from now. It will right. definitely not take that long. It'll be like, like literally, it takes about six, like minimum, mm-hmm. for any physical release I do when it's already done. Um, but like, it's just super fun. It's going to be amazing. Man. I'm already thinking, like, looking at the stuff that I have on the floor with all, like, the, the pre-order items. The one thing I didn't even think about until now is the limited run game cards and the super rare game cards. How awesome would that be to display them next to their releases in the book? Because even their cards alone, you know, everyone gets different ones, and you don't necessarily know, you know, how many they've made sometimes yeah. for one release. Because it's funny, because... Um, on Twitter, I posted a picture of Aegis Defenders, and I posted a picture of my card. And they're like, wow, did you buy the collector edition of the game to get that card? Because I only knew of the one that matched the cover. I said, no, there was no collector edition. They normally put out you know, multiple cards, and I just happened to get this one. So it's like even something like that, it's just I think that'd be really cool because it's something that they take the time to make that it should be documented, and it should be in one place where you can look at it. And that's what the Switch Collector book is hopefully going to be about, is that making sure that... All these cool things are printed and preserved. Exactly. And, like, how we display it, like, I'll come up with a cool way. I mean, I've done a mm-hmm. card collector book for Walter Day. So, yep, I mean, exactly. I can do that route. I can do a little section in the back of just, like, because super rare dust cards, too. I mean, it's it can be down the rabbit hole. Um, mm-hmm. Now, one thing that I do have to say is we went a little overboard with the goodies and the items. <laughs> little overboard jp went a little crazy um so that is something that we're gonna have to be very clear to explain to people um because the book's the main item but like we have some really cool stuff and in all reality we gotta not take away from the book 
So, you know, the um, contribute your story and you get your own mm-hmm. card. Um, that's super cool. Um, and that'll be an, another item. But then, like, the wooden cartridge boxes, mm-hmm. the slip cases. I've done the slip cases before. People love them. Um, mm-hmm. I'm progressively getting more and more people because, like, the first couple releases, I get, like, a couple dozen. Now it's getting to be a lot. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, we're saying this limited edition wooden slipcase, right? Everything that we do mm-hmm. that's not the book is exclusive to backers. So after the Kickstarter, like, there won't be, like, another, oh, we're going to do another pre-order thing. Like, like there's going to be a certain amount that are made, and it will probably round up to the nearest whatever for production. And that's right. it. So, like, there's not going to be a, a smattering of them later. Um, mm-hmm. But as I said, there's a wooden slipcase, right? Well, if we hit a stretch goal, every book's going to be in a actual premium book slipcase already. So everybody's going to get a high-quality slipcase because every book's going to be in it. I want that. Yeah. Now, whether I make that Kickstarter exclusive or not depends on funding and how much mm-hmm. it makes. Um, yeah, the premium slipcase will be at 30K, um, which like has to cover everything. But um, it depends on how much it costs to, to print it, whether I do the entire print run or I do just enough for all the backers. All the backers mm-hmm. are definitely getting one. That's without a doubt. Um but in the past, I've done a separate tier for the slipcases, mm-hmm. and that's all I printed, and then those are all sold out. Like, I think Hidden Gaming Gems, I might have two left or three left mm-hmm. for the premium slipcase. And they look amazing. Um, it'll be a different style on the front, different than the cover, so it just it does something different. Once we hit the stretch goal, I'll start working on the design. I like to do that stuff when I'm like on, on the fly. Um, mm-hmm. You also have the custom Switch Arcade. So you got three different premium items. You got the cartridge box, the slipcase, both made of wood, and I'm hand dyeing them by myself, um, which take a long time, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. It took like three hours just to do one cover. Um, <laughs> um, and the Switch Arcade, which is being done by an outside guy um, who is on here, actually. His name is Anthony as well. Anthony mm-hmm. Valentine. Really talented dude um but then i got the there's a tier that you can get everything in one with limited shipping costs because i'm subsidizing shipping which means i'm covering like half of shipping when it goes overseas Mm -hmm. um so that's going to come out of the what it earns which is fine but because the thing is is that putting too much for shipping means that it'll limit our international backers which Mm -hmm. just because the usps sucks isn't fair to them um, is the hardest thing doing physical on a, a campaign is international shipping. It's a nightmare. It costs us double than what it costs for them to ship stuff to us. It's insane. Jeez. Yeah. Um, and then I have an extra tier for all the goodies. Um, I did the math poorly. It's like $40 cheaper than what it would cost to get all the goodies individually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there is that. Um, and then the shipping's not included in the minimum pledge amounts that I put on there. On the thing. So the goodies, though, we have the trading cards, which you're going to get five for five. Five mm-hmm. cards for five bucks. It's just, that's a minimum thing. However, if you do the get everything, you get every card. <laughs> so there is that. Because I'm not playing that, You because it's going to be five random cards for those that just want to, you know, support and get some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But 
if you want everything, you do the everything tier, you're getting everything. I'm not playing the, oh, well, you still got to buy multiple things of whatever. Right. It's like, nope, not playing those games. Um, there's checkmark stickers. Um, those, again, are also available online. So you can, there's mm-hmm. other places where you can buy those. Um, High-quality prints coming directly from Rusty Shackles, the artist. So he, he charges $20, which is what it's going to cost to get shipped to you. Um, that's from him. So that money goes to him. Um, the same thing with the arcade. The money's going to the arcade guy. Um, the artwork t-shirts, 25 bucks, which is what it's going to cost to get shipped to you from them. It might be like $5 around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the red pint glass is shipped from Moto Glass. It shows a picture of him holding it from Game On Expo. Um, it's That's amazing. Awesome. It's amazing glass. It's tinted red. Those cost $30 in the $5 shipping. And so if it's international, like I'm going to have to cover the extra. But that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. And then the Switch case with pen and manual, I, it's expensive, but I'm doing it all myself. Um, and so like just to print the manual and stuff and do the cartridge pin. I think the cartridge pins are going to cost like $5 a piece or something like to do them. So. And Those then, look awesome. Yeah, it looks cool. Um, obviously, like $30 for a limited game that's coming out is a thing so i feel like it's a bit expensive mm-hmm. it is but it's something that we're doing because it looks cool it's gonna be a mini book you know, the manual is literally a mini checkbook checklist um and it's colored right i mean the images is colored yeah so i know i'm saying it's it's high quality you get a cool pin you get a cool case i mean yeah it's a little extra but you know what i feel like it's just it's one of those fun items that it's just it's gonna be it's gonna be so cool to display on your shelf. Yeah, and I mean, I have people that collect all my stuff, and that's who I feel for. That's why I'm like, man, it's a little expensive. And I did put a bigger image of that one because in the I did all the goodies in one, but I wanted to show like a little bit closer up. And I decided to put the cover of the book on the back, and then on the front is where I have Switch Collector Volume One, and I have just a picture of Erica's logo. Because mm-hmm. I think that's an awesome logo that she drew. Um, I also only posted a picture of the front of the case. So those that are listening have to go to JP's post to see all of the, the case. <laughs> <laughs> like, and a lot of this stuff. So, I mean, I only have the first iteration of the stretch goals. If we get beyond that, I would be ecstatic. And JP. You have ideas to... already? I already have the whole second pic. We, we talked about the whole second iteration of stretch goals last week on the cast. And after that, like we'll we'll have to start having meetings because JP wants to go crazy with this. But I would be ecstatic because if it hits beyond this, that's as much as any book that I've had. Um, and it would be amazing. Yeah, my goal. I mean, I want this to get in everybody's hands, right? We want to hit that base goal just so we can get this book made. Anything after that, like you said, it's just a bonus. But there's so many cool ideas that you've already shown the stretch goals. There's more ideas that we haven't even shared yet that, I mean, I I just think, like, we can make this the ultimate, ultimate fun Kickstarter campaign book ever. Doing, ever. Doing stuff because we can mm-hmm. is awesome. Um, so a couple things that we haven't really mentioned and we're going to have to start doing promos for is I know we're doing a partnership with Video Games Monthly. Um, if all goes well, they'll have a promo card in their subscriber box. Um we have to provide it, which we weren't tracking. So we're going to make sure that we can try to get that to them if it's possible. 
Um, that was the thing that that happened this week, though, that, which was cool. Um, mm-hmm. We're also going to be in a Switch magazine, right? Yes, we are. One that and you write for, but they're doing an interview with me, and there's going to be a promo in there, right? Yes. So right now it's currently with the, I guess, the art editor. So we confirmed he has the image. Then they're reviewing it for the September issue. We're going to have an interview with yours truly, Jeffrey Wittenhagen, mm-hmm. and we're going to. He's going to share a little bit about his background, about his passion, what he does, the Switch Collector book. And I think it's just going to be great timing because it'll be getting into everybody's hands as the Kickstarter is going live. So just another way to just hype the excitement up and get everybody pumped. So I'm really looking forward to that issue coming out. Also with Video Games Monthly, there'll be a notice going out to all of their members to let them know about the upcoming Kickstarter and I think we've mentioned this before, but we're going to be running contests throughout the month with various um, companies to promote the book. So, I mean, there's just a lot of support. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, it's going to be a really fun month just in general. Um, and if everything and we're going to be- goes right, we're going to have promo spots on some of our favorite YouTube channels. Um, I always have a promotion budget that I pay for out of my own funds. Um, and usually it's like, marketing on google and stuff and it doesn't mm-hmm. merit much so i would rather support some of my favorite channels like and because i've interviewed like the angry video game nerd in the past so i just mm-hmm. reached out and like hey like can we support you with because he does promos at the beginning of his videos I'm like hey mm-hmm. could we do a switch collector one in september so like there's a few of of people that i know that do videos that have that and i will gladly sponsor their videos and Mm -hmm. so you might see switch collector everywhere and that if that's the case that would be amazing because it helps get it out there and then you can just be like hey did you see that when you're you know those that are listening when you like it'd be easy reference point hey did you see that on the nerd video yeah that's the Mm -hmm. thing i've been talking about we're listening to on the switch switch mania playcast or like it's that whole thing is what we're working on is just just making it something really cool that everybody can you know share their love of the switch and it's really awesome um yeah and we're not gonna have anything about any of the the different promos and everything that's all gonna have to follow jp on on twitter and follow the playcast and everything so that you can you can hear all of that because it's gonna be definitely a you know community effort oh yeah Absolutely. And the more feedback we get, all of that will make everything better. Mm-hmm. So I would say now is a good time to uh, to wrap up. Um, let's see. I had a new thing come up, actually, and I posted about it today. But I'm going to be at Game LA's grand opening. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be with OK Chief and 8-Bit Eric, actually, over oh, nice. there. Um, and that's literally the weekend before the Kickstarter's launch. So I will definitely be giving away a promo box. Um, if I have the NES manuals, the NES-style manuals for the, the box in, mm-hmm. I will include that. If it's not in yet, we'll see. Um, but I'm at least going to have a case. Because I have five mm-hmm. cases right now for promo cases for, for promo purposes. Mm-hmm. So definitely going to be giving those away. And... So I I want to I want to uh, do that with that and then after while the Switch collector is live we're going to be doing our Retro World Expo panel um mm-hmm. which is super cool. Um so you can find me though at hagensalley.com. Of course, switchopedia.com is where the Kickstarter lies. 
Um, I'm <laughs> everywhere on social media at Higgins Alley and then at Higgins Alley Books on Instagram. And mm-hmm. then where can they find you, JP? And I need to hear about your latest console giveaway too. It's ending yes. soon. It's ending soon. Yes, it is. It is ending soon. Um, okay, so let's start with Twitter. So JP Switchmania on Twitter. Like I always say, I'm there 25-7. I live on there. So if you want to be kept in the loop of all things Nintendo Switch, definitely physical related. So upcoming releases, deals, pre-orders, uh, just all that announcement stuff. Follow me there. On YouTube, we put our podcast on there. We do unboxing videos, although I'm probably a few months behind at this point. But there's unboxing videos of collector editions on the YouTube channel at JP Switch Mania. Instagram, JP Switch Mania. I put video or I put pictures of new releases, and also you can follow my Game Boy collecting of the original Game Boy on there. So that's pretty cool. And then my website, jpswitchmania.com. We have over 400 reviews of physical and digital games. We have some interviews on there. Um, we have, and there's a lot of great content if you're looking to get into collecting. So we have lists of all the limited publishers, the release orders, all that, all that jazz, all that information. If you want to know about English releases overseas that aren't getting a U.S. release, I have a long list of that along with links as well. So the website is, is meant to be a, a resource for you for the casual and the hardcore collector. Um, and obviously you're checking us out on Switch Mania Playcast and we record every week and we put up the videos within 24 hours on yeah. Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, on YouTube. I'm probably missing a few at this point, but definitely check us out. This is the first time you're listening. Thank you. We have a huge catalog of back episodes that you can listen to that uh, just full of fun, fun, fun conversations between the both of us as we talk about games and all things Nintendo Switch. Absolutely. And I think we were pretty good on time this week. Yeah, I think we were very good. Excellent. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. See ya. Turning back was unknown.